Hello and welcome to the Code First Girls podcast. I'm Anna Brailsford, the CEO of Code First Girls. Now, today we're going to be discussing how organizations and employees can work together to develop and maintain diversity in the workplace. The pandemic has caused the biggest and most dramatic disruption to the way we work. And as we transition into the next stage, how can we ensure that the benefits of flexible working remain, while we also ensure that certain groups are not falling through the cracks? To join the conversation today, we have Suzanne Jans van Rensberg. Suzanne is the Chief Operating Officer for Global Technology and Operations, EMEA, and COO for Global Market Operations Technology. As COO, her role includes oversight of business strategies and operational effectiveness, governance for process, risk and regulation, and optimizing the work environment whilst developing a long-term people-focused strategy for technology and operations. And if that wasn't enough, Suzanne is also the co-executive sponsor for Bank of America's Diversity and Inclusion Council for EMEA. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anna. I have to say it is a, a huge uh, privilege to have the opportunity to join you today. So, so thank you. Suzanne, please, please unpack that title for us and those responsibilities. We'd love to hear about your background and, and a bit about your career to date. Uh, and about your current position. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my background, I spent uh, 11 years at the Royal Bank of Scotland, uh, 11 great years. I joined Bank of America 10 years ago as the head of regulation and risk within their transaction bank. And I took on the role uh, chief operating officer for technology and operations in EMEA. I'm just coming up to my three-year anniversary on the 1st of September. Uh, I have to say it is probably the role I was destined to do. I think the most important part and what I most enjoy is the, the role that I play in terms of the, the people and culture side as co-chair of the DNI Council. This topic today is, is something that, that's you know, very close to my heart. It sounds like you're in one of those unique positions where you know, your, your job and, and your role, particularly on the DNI Council, just gives you a huge amount of, of purpose. Did you see yourself in that sort of role when you were younger? I, I didn't, you know, when I was growing up and I, I grew up in, in rural Ireland and uh, when I was growing up, I, I wanted to be a nurse and I was very much encouraged to be a nurse. And I took a couple of years out, ended up in, in Edinburgh and ended up in banking completely by accident. So I very much view the role that I play uh, from a DNI. Uh, council perspective and the role I play from a people and culture standpoint within my sort of day-to-day job I very much view that in terms of the what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do nursing as I was growing up so the link and the the sort of long-term desire to do something around people and helping people was was always there but I'm doing it in a completely different way than I than I ever really expected to um, and I think sometimes when when you think about banking or you think about technology you don't always necessarily think about the opportunity that you have to play such an important role from a people culture um, and a diversity and inclusion standpoint. What an amazing journey to, to go from, from thinking that you might be a nurse to moving into technology at one of the world's leading banks. That must inspire some listeners who are out there right now probably thinking, you know, my parents want me to go into this career because it's something that they might know well. But actually, there's so much more opportunity out there for me with so many other doors to open and things I might not have discovered yet. 
you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who are maybe thinking about career changes. And if I think about technology more broadly, there's such uh, vast types of roles that you can do. And even though I'm not in a pure technology role, I'm not sort of, you know, writing code or anything like that. I still have a huge contribution to uh, the strategic direction that, that we're setting. You can do lots of different types of things within technology. And there are roles within technology where there are transferable skills from other industries and other types of roles. And I think it's really about exploring what those are and you know what you can bring and what you can gain and what you aspire to do and how you bring those two things together. I love the fact that there's still room for women in technology that might not want to go into a career in coding. It, it sounds like you've really been able to carve out a space for yourself, like you said, looking at things more strategically. If you were to give a day in the life of, what, what, what type of decisions do you have to face on a daily basis? I, I, the, the, all types of decisions. I think one of the key things right now is we're going through, you know, our funding cycles and, you know, looking at, at uh, you know, the strategic direction that we're going in. Where are we going to be investing in the next sort of one, three, five, you know, seven, ten years time? And um, so there's decisions around that. I'm also looking at the risk side of things and what decisions I need to make around how we're managing the risk, how we're addressing the risk, how we're looking at audit issues, a variety of different decisions on the technology side. I also have responsibility for financial management and then also the people and culture. What are we talking about? What is our messaging? Um, how are we listening to our people? How are we addressing what we're hearing? Uh, you know, all of those things really drive ultimately the types of decisions that I'm, I'm, I'm making every day. And, you know, making decisions is not always easy or straightforward, but it's something we all have to do. And uh, I think making them in the right way is, is, is uh, you know, very, very, very important. Now, as co-chair of Bank of America's DNI Council, which is must be an amazing position to be in, what steps are being taken to you know, create a culture that's actively supporting diversity? I think the key thing is really we're looking at how we create an inclusive environment. We want to make sure that we are able to attract, retain and develop diverse talent. And for us, we very much view that as you know, fundamental to, 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 to everything that we do from, from the DNI Council that, that we're focused on. You know, as a company, we're very much focused on responsible growth. It informs our culture and, and you know, one of the greatest values we have in that is, 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 is diversity. Diversity is just such a huge part in, in the company's strategy. And our, our CEO, uh, you know, chairs our Global Diversity Council. Uh, so for us, it very much starts um, at the top. And, uh, you know, it's top, top down, bottom up. It's something that's very evident across our, our organisation is how focused on, on diversity and inclusion we are and, and what we're looking to do to make sure that we're continuously improving um, and continuously addressing the concerns. That's another hugely important part of what we do is, is getting that communication right and making sure that everybody feels accountable and responsible for ensuring that we are we have an inclusive environment and that everybody is diverse aware. So if we if we talk a little bit now about the the pandemic, studies have consistently shown that the pandemic has disproportionately affected women. 
whether that's because women might have uh, larger shares of the, the childcare duties at home, whether that be, uh, you know, f- from a financial perspective. I'm interested in asking you about how the pandemic has impacted women's experience of the workplace. That's a great question. You know, I think you're absolutely right. There's been a number of surveys and studies that have 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 taken place over the last you know, 12 to 18 months. I think um, you know you've touched on a couple of, of points there around caregiving, and it, it it's not just taking care of children; it's also older family members, and and we have seen that right across um, uh, right across the businesses here at Bank of America. I think women have, you know, today they still do the lion's share of household chores. You know, the workloads have increased and certainly the perception of the workloads have, have increased. One of my favourite uh, sayings uh, of, of, of the pandemic has been, you know, am I am I working from home or am I living at work? And and I think yes. that's been hugely true for, 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 for women uh, in, in particular. And it, it's been extremely challenging, you know, and this is not necessarily, you know, proven, but you know, there's, there, there seems to be a feeling of maybe guilt or uh, concerns over career progression and you know taking time out and how will that be viewed and 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 so on and so forth and I, I think you know we as uh, an employer and as a company who cares hugely about our people we have such an important role to play in ensuring that you know we have enough resources to balance the load and we are affording the and giving the flexibility that people need as and when they need it connecting with people has become ever more important whether that's you know one-on-one as teams doing team events and making sure that we're checking in and making sure we're asking people if they're okay I think that's been hugely important to our people, whether that's extended holiday, extended leave, you know, uh, you know, additional benefits around childcare or, you know, uh, care more broadly. I, I think the ability to to have those benefits and to flex them in terms of what's happening in the outside world, I, I, I was blown away at how quickly that we were able to do that to address the needs uh, of our people. The other key things, which again is really, really important, and certainly, you know, I mentor a lot of people. I've, I have the opportunity to sit on lots of panels and uh, connecting with the teams more broadly through various routines, and even what I hear uh, as questions coming through on our, our town halls and, and other events is really about access to senior leaders and, and mentors and making sure that we're creating those opportunities for women to get and continue to be connected. If we think back pre-pandemic, there was always lots of fantastic networking events and uh, conferences and you know lots of um, you know, great opportunities for, for women to connect. And we've really looked for opportunities to make sure that we were continuing to do that. Okay, how do we make sure that we're continuously connecting with our people and communicating and, and hearing what's on their minds and then over and above all of that I think it's about reward recognition I think it's been really important for women to know that you know we're still thinking about them uh, we still value their contribution we continue to think about them in terms of succession and promotion so we've continued to carry on with all of those activities in the same way that we always did. And I think that's a hugely important message to our women at work, uh, particularly through the pandemic and, and particularly through when they're not necessarily having that true face to face time. It seems to me that um, there's been somewhat of a transition from sort of thinking about the initial 
pragmatism and practicalities of the situation of transitioning to complete remote work, it's gone to a different point now where you're fostering a, a culture where women can thrive. Yeah, I think, you know, our, continuing to create that inclusive environment where a diverse talent can continue to thrive has been hugely important. And, you know, whilst for a short period of time, getting everybody working safely and uh, effectively from home. And, and, and then it was back and continue to focus on, you know, attracting, retaining and developing our talent and making sure that we were uh, putting the right uh, training and development in place and virtualizing all of that and, you know, expanding our network so that we can uh, do all of that over, you know, video and uh, expanding our conference calls capabilities and you know, just doing all of that was so important. But then how do we do all the great things that we were already doing, but doing it in a virtual way? And we've all worked too hard uh, to get to where we are and you know, we're not there yet. There's still lots of work to do. And I think making sure that we kept that m- momentum was really, really important for us. If if we can ever sort of do the pandemic and review, or if I'm ever going to get to that sort of grand old age where I can look back and and evaluate this period, it appears to me that in some respects, although it's been devastating, it's also presented a lot of opportunities as well. Yeah, so I think what we've seen certainly throughout um, the pandemic across the board, across all industries, was really uh, a focus on digital transformation and how um, you know that was always a priority. But you know that was accelerated you know, right across all of the industries. I think over and above that, I think robotics and and, and process automation has uh, also been accelerated. I think if we think about very early on in the pandemic, there was a lot of volatility in the market. Uh, you're making sure that we had the capacity, making sure that we remained stable and that we were resilient throughout uh, the pandemic. I think working with our partners, of which Code First Girls is a hugely important important partner for us. Um, but some of the other partners that we work with also, Systemets, our, our Sherry Blair Mentoring. We have an, a global ambassadors program. We work with Aid college um, and then we work with impetus and, and upreach as well so I think continuing that work um, and engaging in, in all of that has been really important from a technology standpoint and you know we, we've we've had the opportunity to hold some fantastic events and hackathons and really just making sure that we're connecting with people um, and you know continuing to leverage the diverse thought and the diverse talent that is out there in order Order to continue to drive our, our technology strategy and you know think about new ways of doing things and explore technologies that we hadn't previously explored before. It sounds to me like Bank of America is the type of company whereby making connections in communities and supporting communities that have might have been through you know, a terrible time during the pandemic is actually instrumental to you know building a culture whereby employees are engaged with with their outside world and their community but also engaged in a diversity of thought as well. I think it's really important that you know, from, from a diversity of thought standpoint, that we are challenged uh, in terms of how we do things and, and how we think about things and how we approach things. And I've had the opportunity to recently, Anna, uh, I met you previously on the Python presentations and, you know, the opportunity to connect with some of the girls through that was was just phenomenal. I mean, I 
personally got so much from it. Um, and I think just the diversity of thought process that people went through in terms of you know their, their project and what they delivered, I was just so impressed by that. You know, the groups had four different projects that they were working through and you know the different ideas and ways of approaching it, you know, I was completely blown away. You know, that's really important for, for the girls, it's really important for the community, but also it's really important for us as individuals, um, you know, working in banking, working in technology, um, because, you know, we also get something from, from those relationships. Now, a lot of those women that, that you've just mentioned um, are obviously in the sort of early stages of their career. They're probably thinking about their first job. We're very much looking at a sort of a, a, a young talent pool. What can companies do to encourage you know, teams or cultures to develop more of a sort of a diversity-friendly workplace for, for young people coming in? Yeah, I think in terms of a work, uh, a diverse friendly workplace, it, it's back to that in, inclusive environment. Um, and I think it's a place where senior leadership makes diversity and inclusion a, a priority. I think for somebody coming in uh, into their first job, and uh, you know, I remember my first day um, where I was the only female, I was the only person under 35, and I was the only person um, not from that country. And, uh, you know, I think coming into an environment where you know that diversity and inclusion is fully ingrained in our culture and you see it you feel it you look around and you can see that we are a diverse um, organization and we, we put it at the, the front and center of everything we do I think over and above that there is um, you know employee networks for us here at Bank of America our employee mar- networks play a huge role in creating the culture of in, in you know a culture of inclusion um, and they provide a great way for people to meet and they enable people to grow personally and, and professionally. If you were to, uh, I'm just really interested in what you said that, you know, when you first started out, I think you said you, you were the, you're the only woman in, woman in the room under the age of 35, not necessarily from the same country. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self that might inspire the women listening to this, what, what do you think that might be? I think it's take everything that you learn along the way and everything you experience along your journey, no matter how tough, no matter how challenging it is in the heat of the moment. I think it's always taking the time to look look at the opportunity that that presented. And for me, that was really, really eye-opening and you probably one of the other key drivers where uh, you know diversity and creating a diverse uh, workplace and an inclusive workplace is really really important to me because of those experiences and I could have packed in banking I could have packed in technology there and then um, but I I didn't um, uh, because I saw the opportunity to, to to drive change and I personally am not going to drive that change alone but I do play an important role and I, I've made it, you know, my opportunity to play that role in in making a change. Um, so what I would say is turn every uh, challenge into an opportunity. One of my favourite quotes is, I either win or I learn. It's deceptively simple. And I think the first time I heard that, I had to really think about it. I completely agree. I think that that lifelong learning is 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 so important. Just before we we leave, it would be wonderful if uh, you had any sort of books or anything you've read recently or pods that you would recommend to 
to any of the women listening or that have inspired you recently around uh, women in technology. Yeah, there's lots of great articles um, out there, but and and podcasts. And I've only recently got into podcasts, and I, I took the opportunity to to listen to all of your podcasts. And over the last uh, couple of weeks, and, and I have to say, I I, I absolutely uh, loved them. And uh, you know, and and I read this book. Uh, my my brother recommended it to me, and it was um, it's it's a life without limits by by Chrissy Wellington. And Chrissy Wellington is a triathlon world champion um she's uh, british her book is just a fantastic book about challenging yourself and pushing yourself beyond the limits of of what you think is is really what you're capable of and uh you know i i took from that book so much and you can apply it to so many different aspects uh, of what you do and i i think of my 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 role my everyday role and my my, my job that i come into every day that i i love and that changes throughout the day multiple times um, and you know I, I continuously challenge myself it, it really really resonated with me on, on on many levels totally recommend it to, to anybody out there and um, it's not technology specifically um, but you can apply it to so many different um, aspects of of life wow and and such a fantastic olympic based theme great timing for for these book suggestions but I think that just goes to show that even you know if we're talking about something like women in technology it's not necessarily what you know it's more about mindset what what a lovely lovely way to end well look thank you so much Suzanne for your time today thank you and thank you so much for listening and if you've enjoyed the conversation please tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review to learn more about Code First Girls, go to uh, codefirstgirls.org.uk and sign up today for a free course and join our community of 30,000 women and growing. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.